What is hope? For some, it's a wish that you may never see granted. We know this at Christmas time because at Christmas time, there are a lot of people hoping something will be fulfilled. For the Christian, hope is different. It's not an unattainable wish to be granted. Hope is something we can count on, that we can put our stock in. See, our hope is not found in that idea that if we are good enough, we might make it on a list and get our heart's greatest desires. Hope is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I offer you a simple, yet I believe profound definition of the result of hope when we put our trust in this one person? I think hope can be defined as a holy happiness. A holy happiness. Holy means set apart, unlike you and like me, anything that you and I can muster up. That's what holy means. Holy is from God and God alone. It is set apart, is wholly different. Happiness is being blessed beyond compare. Put them together, and I think you have hope. Set apart from God alone, blessings beyond compare. Now, you and I can be blessed beyond compare even when times are tough. This is not a circumstantial kind of thing. It's not reliant upon what might happen today or what happened yesterday. Holy happiness, hope is beyond that. It transcends the things that you and I face. Because our hope is, in, is not in circumstantial trappings. It's not based on what is happening around us. Holy happiness looks to heaven and beyond the difficulties of this world. And can we just be honest? Because we're in a season, we're in an exciting season. We're in a time that we love. We see the decorations and it brings memories and joy to our hearts. We eat uh, turkey uh, and dressing and all the good stuff last week and we got to spend time with family and the holidays are wonderful but the holidays can be tough too tough and our lives are tough because we face tough things we face sickness face uh, diagnoses Maybe job loss, financial difficulties. We face tough times. And if we only depend on happiness and hope by looking at the things that are around us, no wonder depression is on the rise. No wonder folks deal with anxiety in and out every day. 
if we only focus on those things, no wonder mental health issues are at an all-time high. We've got to train our hearts to look at something else. We've got to train our hearts to look beyond the, the, the things that face us in this life. And that's what hope does. Hope helps us to have a holy happiness. And you and I need hope today. No matter where you are, no matter who you are and what you face, no matter what you came in here with or without today, you need hope. And I believe you can have it. I want to help you to see that today. I want you to see how holy happiness can be high on your wish list and it has nothing to do with any list that needs checking twice. Holy happiness is, is attainable because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Advent is a season leading up to Christmas that reminds us of people who were living in anticipation for a Messiah to come and to rescue them. This Advent season, we're going to look at um, the scene. We're, gonna, we're just going to kind of hone in on that, that manger scene, that nativity scene, to look at the characters there, to look at the people there that we know a lot about, but we're going to hone in and on their stories, and we're going to see how that holy night brought hope, peace, joy, and love to a waiting world. The first person we're going to look at today and just hone in on her story was a young lady whose life was completely altered when an angel visited her and announced that she would give birth to the awaited Messiah. She would give birth to the one that God chose, uh, and she would be the one that God chose to use to bring about the Christ child, the coming one, the Messiah, the one who came to save his people from their sin. And as we think about her sitting around that stable in that holy night, nursing a crying newborn baby back to sleep, let us consider what it was like before she came to this moment and discover the holy happiness she found because of Christ. Because of Christ. Would you look with me in Luke chapter 1? We're going to be in verse 46 in just a moment. Before we get there, I want to read verses 39. You'll have to follow along in your Bible. Uh, I didn't tell them that, to put that one on the screen, but I changed my mind, so... In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what the Lord had spoken to her. And I want you to read with me what Mary says. 
Mary said, my soul praises the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me. And his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He he has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hunger with good things and set the rich, sent the rich, rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I think we see three things in this passage about hope. The hope that you and I need, the holy happiness that needs to be in our hearts and in our lives and the things that we look toward and look forward to. The first thing is that hope belongs to those who endure in belief. Hope belongs to those who endure in belief. Mary believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise. How do we know that? She says it. She says that, or Mary, and Elizabeth says that she believed. Blessed are you among women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. Being pregnant at a young age, likely 16 or so, in Jerusalem and in the surrounding cities and in, in 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 where um, they grew up in this uh, very religious place, having only a betrothed husband, but not a, re- like not a legit, I've married my husband yet situation, That was a difficult situation that Mary was facing. But she believed. She knew. She knew she hadn't been with Joseph. She knew she hadn't been with anyone else. She knew that this was the promise from the angel, that the angel said, you will bear a Christ child. You will bear the Messiah. You will bring about the, the, the thing that we've all been waiting for. She believed it. She endured it. She faced it head on. But it wasn't easy. She endured through it. Scrutiny from her family. She she was unwed and pregnant. Persecution under Roman rule in her homeland, along with all the other Jews at the time, they were facing persecution. She believed in God's promise that he would send a Savior, and she got to have an intimate part in that. She retreats to her cousin's house, to Elizabeth's house, because she had heard from the angel that a similar, amazing, miraculous story was happening in their own house. A a, a woman aged, never being able to have a child, was given a child to birth, and that John the Baptist would come and prepare the way for Christ to come. She went to her to 
no doubt seek wisdom, no doubt retreat from the, the, the things that she was enduring, the scrutiny and all the eyes on her. And to help her in her belief, to help her in her hope, to help her in her holy happiness, she is greeted by this woman, this woman carrying a miraculous child just as she is. To tell her when... You arrived when I heard that you were here. The baby leapt for joy in my, heart, in my stomach. You see, hope helps us endure when things seem to be against us. God confirmed in her heart what had been told by the angel, and Elizabeth declares the blessings of God on Mary's life, and Mary in turn sings a wonderful praise song to him in these verses, declaring that the Holy One looked on her humble estate and that all generations would recognize her as being blessed. That word there that you see again and again, that word blessed, it literally means happy. Happy are those you see, we all endure trials. Do you know that you can have hope today? Holy happiness today? Mary and her whole family had plenty to endure following, following this encounter. And she was emboldened in that moment where Elizabeth greeted her. She was emboldened to face it because she recognized that she could be happy even in the midst of the difficulty, even in the midst of the trial. And wouldn't we all do well to discover hope that transcends all of our lives here on earth? What if we could endure and believe God would do what He says He will do no matter what we face? Mary says again and again, Blessed. Elizabeth talks about how blessed she is. Blessed are you among women, and your child will be blessed. Blessed is she who has, been, who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he's spoken to her. And Mary says, Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Aren't we blessed today because of who we have in Christ, who we are in Christ? It's not dependent upon our circumstances. That'll get you in the doldrums really quick. But may we look to Christ. May our hope transcend what's happening to us and around us and surrounding us. And may we look to the Lord Jesus Christ and find our holy happiness in Him. The second thing that we see is that hope brings a holy happiness to its recipients. Mary looks at this in an amazing way because the mighty one has done great things for me, she says. And then she says this word, because God has done great things, surely, surely all generations will call me blessed. There's no reason that they wouldn't because they can see what God has done for me. Surely everyone will recognize that my God is good. 
Surely they can see something in me beyond me that gives me life and breath and joy and peace. Surely my life will be a testimony of my God and how good he is. It's the surely moments that we look for. It's the moments where we say, you know what, God is so good. Look at what he's done. Look at who he is. Look at how he's carried me through this trial, this difficulty. Look at how he has saved me. Look at how he's forgiven me. I hope today with Lottie being baptized, you're reminded of Christ saving you. Perhaps as a child just like her, perhaps later in life, no, no doubt, and, no, and regardless of when it was, he forgave you your sins. He made them like they don't even count, like he never even did them. Throws them as far as the east is from the, re from the west. And as some preacher used to say, put a no fishing sign up, right? Because he has forgiven us our sins. Surely, everyone looking at my life will know that my God is good. Look at what he's done for me. Surely, my God is real. Surely, I can praise him. When we have hope in Christ, in God's promises, it is noticeable. Hope is noticeable. Because the world doesn't live that way. The world doesn't live life being able to look at all the things that are happen happening around them and say, God is good. Surely, he's worthy to be praised. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to be aloof or unrealistic. You know, we don't want to be those people that are like, well, you know, uh, uh, my dog died today, and I got in a car wreck, and yada, 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 and then ain't the Lord good. I mean, we don't want to be, we don't want to take those moments and just act like they never happened. Let's be realistic. But in the midst of whatever trial we're facing, are we able to say, you know what, this has happened, and that was tough, and it was hard, and I'm still going through it. I'm not being unrealistic here. I'm not trying to just act like it didn't happen and push it under a rug. No, we'd still deal with it. But God is good because of this and that and this and that. We can start pointing out all the reasons that he is good. He has done great things for me, Mary said. Is that our hearts cry. That our hearts cry. God has done great things for me. Surely, surely everyone will know that I am blessed. Can anyone rise up today and praise God because he, because he has been good to you? Surely, his, this generation will rise up and call us blessed because we find a holy happiness in our Lord. The third thing we see is that hope begins when we realize his mercy. As Mary continues to share she mentions uh, a lot of things that the Lord has done to, to, to exert his power, to, to know who he is, and that he has um, continued to, to be God in the midst of all that. He doesn't overlook sinfulness. He doesn't overlook the wrongdoings uh, that people have done and nations have done. And she mentions those, but she mentions his mercy. 
Hope is nothing without realizing that mercy has been extended to you and me. Look at what Mary's worship declares. He's done a mighty deed, verse 51, with his arms. He's scattered the proud because of his thoughts of their hearts. He's toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. Verse 50, she says, His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who know who he is and what he could do and what he does not do even though he could. See, that's what mercy is. Mercy is God withholding what is deserved, what is earned. And that's what you and I must realize and understand, and that's what energizes our hope. What we must understand and realize is that we, we respect and revere God because He is God. And if He is God and He's the created all things, we should be like David in Psalm 8 when he says, I look out at the stars and I wonder who is man that you would look on him? Who is man that you would think of him? David knew his own heart and knew his own heart was inclined towards sin and that because of the sin of his own heart, he was worthy of everything but the mercy of Jesus Christ, everything but the mercy of God Almighty. And that's what makes mercy so amazing. That's what makes grace so amazing is that we do deserve the punishment of God. We do deserve God's wrath even, the Bible tells us. But he does not always give it. He withholds it. And that's what Mary's acknowledging and understanding here. She's saying, I can have hope. I can be, uh, have holy happiness. I can be blessed because my God has given us mercy. He spared us. And she would, she would hold in her own womb the Christ child who would come and live a perfect life and die a, a thief's death for you and for me, so that mercy could be extended to you. And he talks, she talks about Israel had been helped and can remember his mercy toward them. And if they forgot, he was about to remind them because the Messiah was about to be born. So that anyone who would believe in him will have eternal life and will not perish. We talk about that verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We love to focus on for whosoever believes will have eternal life but we forget so that they will not perish. That's what my sin deserved, death. And Christ, through his sacrifice, 
on the cross died in my stead. He perished on the cross so I wouldn't have to perish for eternity. And the same is true for you. Would you trust in his mercy today? Would you trust in his sacrifice today for you? Will you acknowledge that if it weren't for Christ and it weren't for what he had done, that you too would eventually receive his judgment, not his mercy, but through Christ, his mercy is available to you. Hope begins when we realize his mercy for us. You see, it's mercy that helps us to train our eyes to heaven and realize this earth will fade away, but heaven lasts forever, and that is available to me because of Christ and Christ alone. I pray that you will realize his mercy today, and I pray today that you will call on him in belief and that you'll find hope because of his mercy, and I pray, I pray you will find a holy happiness in him. I'm going to pray, and in just a moment, before I do that, because Christ's mercy is available to us all, because today we are able to celebrate the story of a little girl trusted in her Savior to forgive her of, our, of her sins and made a public declaration of that. Here's my invitation to you, my prayer for you. If anyone is here today and you've not trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've not placed your faith in Him to forgive you so that you would not perish but have everlasting life. Because Christ is life. If you've never placed your hope, not a wish, not a want to, not a maybe, oh, I hope, not that kind of hope, but a hope that is sure, solid, and firm because Christ bought it with his own blood. If you've never placed your hope in Jesus Christ, forgiveness of your sin for salvation what better day than the first day of Advent what better day than today as we await a coming Christ coming again coming in the clouds coming riding in to conquer and be king not just a lowly servant but to be Lord of Lord and King of Kings as we await his arrival now And the Lord is pressing in on your heart to trust in Him. Don't delay. Don't let another moment, another day go by where you continue living your life in your strength and for your glory. But I challenge you, I encourage you, I plead with you today can be the day of salvation for you. Would you place your hope in Jesus? Would you place your hope in Jesus today for the forgiveness of your sin? Listen, you may have gone to church your entire life and you heard every single thing that I've said a thousand times over. 
you've never submitted to the Lordship of Christ, never submitted to the fact that He wants to be your all in all, you can do that today. You can do that today. And I challenge you, I encourage you, I plead with you. Do that today. So pray. Our team is going to come. And um, if you are a deacon or a deacon's wife in this moment, and you'd like to come up here and just be with me to receive anyone, I just feel led to do that in this moment. I know I'm springing that on you. But could I get just a couple of deacons, a few deacons and their wives to come? We're going to pray as they're coming. And if God is moving in your heart, would you come and trust in Christ today? Put your hope in Him. Lord, we love you, God. We praise you. We thank you that our hope is a sure foundation to stand upon because our hope is in Christ Jesus and what He has done, what He has accomplished for us. I pray today, Lord, if anyone needs to trust in you as Savior, would you guide them and lead them into your loving arms to help them to see, Lord, that mercy is available to them. Not on anything that they've done, Lord, none of us are worthy. All of us are sinners in need of a Savior. Would you help them to place their trust in you today and find a holy happiness that can only be found in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would everyone stand?